Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. As a head coach, that's one part. Then I got to shift and I got to go to, you know, as, as the offense goes. Numbers don't lie, you know. Uh, not good enough. Not, 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 you put in a lot of work to be better. And we know where we're at. And so uh, it's my job to make sure that it, that it gets better. And ha- what's the how? What's the why? That's interim Bears coach Matt Nagy. So <laughs> prospective Bears coach Matt Spiegel. Oh, boy. See, he's going to be him. And yet... Is that going to win? Is that right? By being him in the Bears' last game, they got destroyed. The Raiders manned up. The Bears got destroyed. They could not control really either line of scrimmage, but certainly they, they could not run the ball. They were unable to stop the run. Yeah, they got smash-mouthed. By a guy that used to be the flashy passing game wunderkind, John Gruden. He went ahead and went smash mouth with the newbie. So you would say that John Gruden found a way not to be himself. He he coached the game that was there. Yeah. <clears throat> Matt Nagy has had trouble coaching the game that is there. He blew it against Green Bay. And now when you find out, when you see the, your team... Is this a tougher thing to come back from, from what we know of football players? We know of the, especially that stripe of professional athletes. When you get manhandled like that, you get embarrassed, you get shoved around. Boy, that's, uh, that's a blow to your machismo right there. And you're dealing with a quarterback. Let's say everybody wants, everybody, let's say Mitch comes back because Chase Daniel cannot play in the NFL, should not play in the NFL but does play in the NFL because the Bears decided that was the best choice. Let's say Mitch comes back. <clears throat> you know you need a better backup. Mitch might not be 100% healthy, even if he is. He stands the chance of getting hurt. It's happened twice in the last, actually less than the last 16-game season. So, can you rely, you have this defense. Can you rely on two things? Can you rely on Mitch to stay healthy enough or the coach the coach to adapt to the quarterback he's got. And what if that quarterback was Colin Kaepernick? But there's a lot of questions there. Yes, there is. Well, we've got an hour to fill before our next guest. <laughs> oh, that's no problem. There's a million things to talk about. And you and I will have enjoyable conversation no matter how you try to do, uh-huh. to, to destroy it. Um, but but which question am I supposed to focus on here? Okay. Do let's you think, dial, let's do you dial think them Mitch, in. Do you think Nagy is capable of coaching the game that's there. No. And well, I'm then scared. that's a problem, isn't I, it? I completely and utterly agree. I feel like right now he is trying to prove that his offense works and he is standing um, standing by his offense 
to a detriment. He's stubbornly going to stand by it, stand by it, stand by it, when I think he has to make some some changes to suit the talent and to suit the fact that the league is kind of chuckling at some of the things he things he's doing. I mean, this what, offense, are, what, are they, what do you think the league is chuckling at? What do those changes need to be? The, Coach Spiegel. This, uh, this idea that you can run the ball from those formations and those alignments without the threat of throwing the ball downfield and all over the place. Like, if you're going to limit Mitch, you're going to make that adjustment and limit your Mitchness mm-hmm. and, and have him throw short for the most part and have him throw, you know, first read stuff and quick things like that and dumb it down a little bit for him like that. Okay, but you're not going to be able to do the wide, the the spread running game thing that you're trying to do if you're not spreading the field. You know what I mean? So you got to either spread the field well, with the pass, spread it wide yeah, and deep. Both. You you have to you have to really spread things out with the pass so then the running game becomes more plausible or you need more of a smash mouth direct here I am going to run the ball and this is how I'm going to do it. And that would be a dramatic change for the current Bears coach, the interim Bears coach, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, it is. I mean, it, it, I'm chuckling at interim. It's... But but you're talking about a guy who who we both because we haven't seen him commit to not being himself. He's going to be him. Be you, he says. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really catchy phrase. It's hard to be you when you you aren't winning necessarily with that. Be you is kind of you need your defense to score. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, they need they need what happened last year. They need the defense to step up and dominate and control and score. But y- your point is, is is a good one that when we see the truly great coaches in the league, they adjust to what they have talent-wise. And they adjust to what a particular game demands. Hell, sometimes we've seen them long enough where they – adjust their entire systems to go along with trends around the league. And you see their entire teams evolve. And we haven't seen Matt Nagy long enough to know whether he's even capable of that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. just on the, on the smaller scale, I, I don't know what the counterpunch is, but he needs the counterpunch now. He needs to roll out Matt, uh, Mitch Trubinsky. He needs to, Again, if you put your players in a position to succeed, doesn't that mean putting Trubinsky, Turbinsky, however you want to pronounce it, on the run? Yeah. That's where he's most accurate, and that's where his his legs can help his offense most, it seems to me. When you talk about changing the field, whether you're changing the, the shape of it, the width, or the depth of it, mm-hmm. You change the defense when he's a threat to run. It happened last year. We saw that. If they don't adapt to him, he'll pick up the first down. He'll extend drives. If they do, he's got a greater chance of finding somebody open and hitting the big play you were talking about. Yes, and when when there have been moments where you're like, look at that, look what Mitch just did. It's almost (laughs) – there have been some moments of that in his uh, brief career, and most of those moments have been – on the run. 
or scrambling and stepping up into the pocket and then making a big play to set up an overtime field goal against Baltimore or to set up uh, set up something that 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 wins the game against Denver. It's uh, it, it's an adjustment uh, on the fly while he's moving around and he steps up and and I'm finds somebody. I'm not always somebody. saying just run immediately. Yeah. He does a better job of scrambling in the pocket, moving around the pocket, but get him on the run. And he doesn't seem to handle the progressions well when he has to read the whole field. One of the reasons I think he does well is when he rolls out is the field's cut in half. There are his choices. And find it, throw it. Pick it, stick it, yeah, and that kind of thing. And running is one of them. The threat of running is added into as one of the choices. And the accuracy is undeniably there when he's on the run. It, mm. I'm not saying it has to make sense, but you don't have to make sense. You just have to know See, that's what the the numbers show. This whole setup and the, the Coach Spiegel thing. No, it's Coach Rosenblum. No, that, that's where we are. I'm just go ahead. I, no. no, go ahead. And yesterday, Coach Wanstead uh, on with me and Parkins in the afternoon. Coach Wanstead. Ah. Ah, he said, um, he said, go deep. He said, let Mitch throw it down the field. You have to let him throw it down the field a few times. Wani has always said, even if we have no chance of completing it, we're going to throw three and a half. Yes. We're going to have to he do that. He said it again yes. yesterday. We, and, and he's right because it has to be shown there. And what if you get lucky? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, but the fact that it's there loosens up. A safety. This is a defensive coordinator, a former de- longtime defensive coordinator, telling you what he didn't like. Right in the that's, NFL, that's what they always do. I your best like offensive it. game plans come from what your defensive coordinator is scared yeah, of. Yeah, so when he's like, you, you know, if you do that, then I have to worry about that the whole time, which means my safeties have to stay back, which means they're not going to come up and help defend the run, which means that a shallow cross that a, when a guy if, if a guy beats a linebacker, he's not going to have anybody to beat after that, and he gets an extra ten yards. So yeah, Wani's Wani's scared of that. So do it. Right. Listen to Coach Wani. Mm-hmm. Who pulls us up for you? Do you do that yourself? Yeah. So if there is something to be said for running the ball, and we've seen something to be said for it, how negligent are the Bears is Nagy with David Montgomery or how bad of a draft choice was David Montgomery? Shouldn't we have known already? Aren't running backs the most easily identifiable Pieces of talent, they can run or they can't. You want to use them up early, right? Or they're not there? Mm. Or am I wrong? Is it is the offensive line that much of a question? I don't know. I I I, I think it's schematics is, is still the issue um, because Montgomery. Remember everything we heard about Montgomery that he broke a lot of tackles uh-huh. and that he was elusive. I still see him breaking a lot of tackles. It's just that he's like breaking a tackle Two one yards back. Yes, one tackle he breaks is a yard behind the line of scrimmage, and he breaks another one a yard in front of the line of scrimmage, and he muscles two. He's got two yards, right. but he broke two tackles to get there. I remember last year. I remember thinking to myself, you know what it is? Jordan Howard is just a little bit too slow. Mm-hmm. To do this, because mm-hmm. when they're giving him the ball out of the shotgun, there's just that extra little pause, and it doesn't, it's just not effective with Jordan Howard rushing. Then you know what they did? They put a lead blocker in front of him. Mm-hmm. And against Minnesota, in Minnesota, Jordan Howard had the game of his year last year, mm-hmm. and it was Mitch under center. Mitch under center, either with a lead blocker in front of Jordan Howard or not. But either way, it was Mitch under center. And that's an example 
of, of an adjustment. Yes, not being you. That's uh, not Matt Nagy would that in in in, in the wonderful the the utopian society he had dreams of yes that's not it does not include a lead blocker where where mitch is somewhere between alex smith and pat mahomes in this is this this kansas city system Mm -hmm. you know and and he's back there in the shotgun every single time i don't believe that they can run the ball with consistency out of that formation because they didn't last year and they're not doing it this year with a different type of running back in montgomery and different talent you know i had had Last week, when David Schuster was here, and you weren't, I wanted to run a question by you that I brought up. because, but, and, and now it's been answered. I had every hope that Chase Daniel would not be in his, in his first start and his second game, he would not be the New York Giants game, Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. And he turned out to be against the Raiders. Going in, what I was hoping for with that defense I was hoping Chase Daniel could be Trent Dilfer and Khalil Mack could be Ray Lewis. And I wanted David Montgomery to be given a chance to be Jamal Lewis. That's Mm -hmm. a big ask. Sure. I realize that. But it would take a commitment from the coach that might have been a game to do against whom to do that, to take that chance. And I just don't see Chase Daniel being able to do that. But the David Montgomery part concerns me. Chase Daniel is what he is, and he and he's not a guy who's gonna. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna replace Kyle Bowler and be that <clears throat> Super Bowl offense conservator that Dilfer was, and hit a hit a pass down the seam every once in a while. But the David Montgomery part, based mm-hmm. on what they said, the reason they went, they traded up for him. He he was the guy they were gonna make. They were gonna center their draft weekend around right so what did you picture what kind of skill set and ability um did you picture the coach's skill set right well a commitment kareem hunt well i i would that that's what i was picturing was a guy who can run the ball out of that formation aggressively and goes directly to the hole and also makes people miss and oh by the way he can catch everything and he's quick to get up to his top speed he's very direct about what he does that's not necessarily what i see i don't know how much of that is um is discomfort for David Montgomery, I fear that we've got real systemic naggy issues. That's what I'm starting to fear. More than the player evaluation issue. Correct. Neither of which is good. Which way, but but the the naggy issue can be changed. You hope it's a naggy issue because then that can be changed. If it's a David Montgomery player evaluation issue, uh-huh. you have bigger problems. The guy is what he is. If it's a neggy issue, then it's you change the game plan, you tweak the game plan, you make it more inclusive, you make yourself less predictable. And one of the things we've seen, what you were talking about, yeah. was a was an example of bad self scouting by the Bears. If you're talking about things that the NFL is, other coaches, other teams are giggling about, why? Because they see it coming, they know it's coming, it's predictable, and that's bad self scouting. You fall into, you fall into doing something again and again and again because you really like it. That's you. You're being you. Mm-hmm. So the hope is of those two choices that it's not David Montgomery that it's Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy can change. Yeah. David Montgomery is not. That's that's the evaluation you've got. When, when we come back, Rosie, I want to ask you a football thing about about the interview process, and maybe it even ties back to managers, but it, baseball managers, because it's really about an interview. 
And it's a misconception, I think. And, then I, and it has led me to start thinking about the draft disaster in a different way. So I want to ask you about that. All right, it's draft day. And we're going to let Kevin Costner make the choices from now on? Do it. <laughs> Do it. Why not? He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosen. It's, it's Saturday Zuckage, which makes draft day an appropriate mention. And before we get out of here this hour, I, I do want to – let's do that hockey, okay? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. All right. Saturday second, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Well, Dale, uh, the story of the game is one of the main guys on the Rangers don't know how to say his name. It has like 30 letters in it. None of them are vowels. Uh, he's playing great. Which is crazy because he got in a full fist fight in the first minute of the game. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. And we will do that hockey later this hour. Right now we're going to do that Billy Joel. Be the sixth caller and win a pair of tickets to see Billy Joel at Notre Dame Stadium next summer on June 20th. Call the contest line 312 591 6700. Before we get to do that hockey, we're going to get back to Matt Spiegel's indecipherable tease. Now he's going to explain <laughs> how he's going to. Ex- Guilty. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Right. I was thinking something about something, and this it may nothing, actually tie nothing. into this, and now I'm wondering about this misperception. And yeah, it was bad. It was bad, Steve. You're right. No, um, it was just, you know, you're, now is the time to connect the dots. So Mahomes versus Watson at noon on Sunday. <laughs> when well, I love your obsession with this. Can't let it go. Can't let it go. Can't let it go. I can't. For those of you who don't know how to make last week's Bears game more miserable, uh-huh. here's this Sunday's bye week assignment. Yeah, just pair it with watching uh, Mahomes versus Watson at noon on Sunday. Look, I'll never get over that, and I will never get over Macho Grande. I won't. Macho Grande. <laughs> okay. I won't. Um, so when Mahomes and Trubisky and Watson meet with prospective employers in Kansas City, right? It's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It is. It's uh, he is uh, the walrus, cuckoo cuckoo. Other members, I, I believe Craig Stadler was there as well. Yes, other members of uh, Andy Reid's offensive brain trust. Who are might there. who might that include? Uh, Matt Nagy. Oh wow! What other, a, <laughs> other 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 folk, right? You're meeting with so they are examining the quarterback and talking about systems, trying to figure out potential. And what of the what is one of the most tricky things in sports? They're trying to figure that out, and they are fortunate to have each other in the room. Some uh, other people in the room who they feel like, you know, we all know a little bit about the NFL. We all know a little bit about quarterback play. Okay. When the Houston Texans are meeting with their quarterback, Bill O'Brien, offensive uh, in ingenuity, 
offensive coordinator, comes from New England, also was a head coach at Penn State. Got some notches. Got some notches, has had some success, knows what a good quarterback looks like. Mm -hmm. When the Bears are meeting with their prospective quarterbacks, it's Ryan Pace, who's trying to remember back to his days in New Orleans and what Drew Brees looked like. And it's Dowell Loggins, and it's John Fox. No. John Fox and Dowell Loggins were not allowed in the room when Ryan Pace made the trade. (laughs) Ryan Pace made the trade without telling his coach. But, I mean, when they interviewed the quarterbacks. When they interviewed the quarterbacks. When they interviewed the quarterbacks, part of Ryan Pace's brain trust that he brought with him were Dowell freaking Loggins and John Fox. So that is an issue. That is an issue. That is an issue. The intelligence in your own room as you try to figure out which one of these guys or how many of these guys might be good, might be busts. It's the two-way nature of the interview process, that it's not just the person you're interviewing, it's who am I bringing with me to discuss these things. Do you think? I think that Dowell Loggins and John Fox are detriments (laughs) to life, let alone a quarterback interview room. Given the way... Do you think there was a chance that Ryan Pace took what they had to say and went the opposite? Whether it's right or wrong. Uh, if you were, if it, the situation described, if you are keeping them, married to them, if you're stuck with them, however you want to view it, what if you went the opposite way and that's why you didn't tell the coach that you were making this trade? Because you went the opposite of what they said. Yeah. Now, wouldn't the irony be that Fox said, I want Pat Mahomes <laughs> or Deshaun Watson is most professionally prepared uh-huh. to play in the league and right now? And then Pace went the other way. He went off the, he went yeah, off the chart. Yeah, he said this, this guy, Trubinsky, he's, he's got 13 starts. He's not even done with his freshman year. I've watched all of his 13 starts. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and it, and it has a lot to do with who you trust to bounce stuff off of? Yeah, I don't know. I wish I I don't know their co- their scouting staff well enough. Not just the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Who were the pro scouts and the college scouts that contributed to this? And and are they still there, or were they moved? And we don't. I don't know the. I don't have insight into who. Ryan Pace mm-hmm. really listens to which way he he who can turn that cute little haircut easiest. Well, well, now they've got the quarterback incubator for such things as they talk offense and they try to figure things out. They've got without their choice of quarterback, correct. as you say, what, that's your point. The, the, none of those guys were here as no. Ryan Pace made the choice of which quarterback to foist upon them. Yes. And, ooh, okay, this doesn't work, but this is not ours. Yeah. This yeah. Is, did, did they make Ryan Pace sign a waiver? This is, <laughs> so are Matt Nagy. demand a waiver? Yeah. Sorry, Ryan, this is not our guy. So I take you now to post-game beers with Matt Nagy, Mark Helfrich, and Brad Childress. <laughs> Guys. He's part of that, too, yeah. I think our quarterback might suck. Mm, whatever, he's our quarterback. We've got to figure out a way to do it. What yes. are we going to do? Um, you, and you know that the thing about that, if you want to trace it back to, so you could blame this on sweaty Teddy Phillips and George history buff McCaskey and mm-hmm. Ernie Corsi and the woodland creature on top of his head because John Fox was not here necessarily by 
Ryan Pace's choice. Oh, yeah, I know. Foisted. And Adam Gase was here by John Fox's choice, and then he had a year and he left, and they're sort of stuck with Dow Loggins because for the same Mark March thing, like who's going to take this job? Mm-hmm. So here he is. So Ryan Pace ends up taking the opinion of guys who were foisted upon him the same way the quarterback incubator has to take this quarterback foisted upon them. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The Bears legend continues. (laughs) On that note, I think we must do that hockey. We'll take a break. We uh, more tickets to give away. Billy Joel, before we get out of here, at top of the hour, Tony Andraki will be here at NBC Sports Chicago. We'll talk Cubs, Jose Quintana, managers, and uh, we'll get out of here before the fortunes come in to play their song, You've Got Your Troubles, I've Got Mine. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Fan four-packs are a fantastic way to enjoy Chicago Wolves hockey. Four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas, one large popcorn, all for one low price. Get yours. Visit ChicagoWolves.com. We are winners. We are the Wolves. No, I lied. It'll be Maggie and Julie who will be in here before 2 o'clock. We'll do transition with them. But first, let's do that hockey. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details well dale uh the story of the game is one of the main guys on the rangers don't know how to say his name it has like 30 letters in it none of them are vowels uh, he's playing great which is crazy because he got in a full fist fight in the first minute of the game uh but hey as they say in hockey let's do that hockey One of the most brilliant, brilliantly executed sketches from Saturday Night Live. Chance the Rapper, Chicago's very own. The regular Knicks reporter has been asked to do hockey because the hockey reporter is on paternity leave for six months. So Chance the Rapper is ringside. It's cold. Back to you. I want to talk about the Rangers' offense. You do that. So... Chance the Rapper is just uh, brilliant, and uh, and it heartens me because my rap name is Chance the Rabbi, so I'm I think that's the way to go. But the 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 fact that the <clears throat> that he and the NHL were able to pull off something that is just in case you missed it, and you probably did because it's the NHL. Chance the Rapper is back as this rinkside reporter. And he's interviewing P.K. Subban. <laughs> and they're running it as a, like, because it's the cup. So I wanted to bring this to the audience. And I, because I think you'll love this. That's awesome. Because. I didn't know this was It's not only so well done, but P.K. Subban will break at the end. But he, that makes you appreciate how he held it together because of the way things were going all along, and the way P. 
P.K. Subban adjusted to it. So this was something because it's the cop. This is Chance the Rapper as that ringside reporter, and he's interviewing P.K. Subban in his New Jersey Devils jersey. <laughs> has no idea who he's talking to. I like you because your name is real. You uh PK Saban? Suban. Suban? Yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get through this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're actually engaged yep. to Lindsey Vaughn. Yes. I do not know who that is. Wow. Okay. Um yeah, she's a skier. Actually, she's one of the best American Olympians of all time. You should you should know that as well. And I do know that, and I yeah. did know that. So what what's it like playing for the uh <laughs> playing? For New Jersey. New Jersey. Devils. Devils. Yep. Sheesh. Yeah. That's what they call y'all. Yeah. New Jersey. Devils. We're the only sports team in New Jersey. That's a fun fact for everyone at home. And yeah, so breaking news, (laughs) New Jersey has a sports team. Yes. And a black hockey player. Yes. uh, Very tall, dark, handsome. A tall, dark, and handsome. handsome. Yes. Hockey player. Yeah. 6'1", tons of fun. And and and, there's, and I'm sure there's plenty of fish in the sea out there for you. Only one fish now, but yeah. So we know uh, hockey. That's your uh, that's your, you know your your passion, your uh, a hobby for you. What do you do to make your real money? Where does it do you <laughs> drive a lift? Do you even know how much I make a year? How, how much money do you make a year? Are you f- serious? I feel a little less cold now. Uh, it says here in, uh, that, that you won the Norris Trophy in uh, 2012. Uh, actually, it was like 2013. And everybody 13. wants to yes. know, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this delivery is great. Let's do that hockey. That was it. P.K. Swift broke, but he carried it on so long. I just love that. I wanted it because... That's so much better than discussing Blackhawks hockey. Let's do that hockey because mm-hmm. this was this was entertaining. Blackhawks hockey is, is not, not entertaining. Enter- it's a miserable experience. <clears throat> For those of you who were here last year, it's back. The start of it is. But they made a late push last year. They finished, what, six points out of the playoffs? And this was supposed to be uh, a, an improved team, uh-huh. a rejuvenated stars. Yeah, Jeremy Colleton was supposed yeah, to have a full, full year training camp. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they're zero and two, and it's not been pretty. And what happens is that every single new guy who has to learn his man-to-man defensive system, mm-hmm. Alex Nylander, come on down. In fact. Go on up to the press box. You're not playing tonight after what you did the other night. They can't adjust to his system any easier than everybody tried last year when they were miserable, awful, ugly, committing egregious mistakes. So there is Barkley Goodrow alone in front of the net, only the most dangerous place for an opposing forward because Alex Nylander didn't know he was supposed to check him. Ugh. And that's what happens. That's what's going on. And <clears throat> so he won't play tonight. And you just you have to hope that the guys who were here, plus <clears throat> Jeremy Colleton was going to be real cute the other night, and he broke up his best line to get Patrick Kane going. Patrick Kane's job is to get everyone else going. You have to trust Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze that they will get going. They get paid 
all that money, all those millions take up all that percentage of your salary cap. Their job is to get going. No matter who you put with them. Right. To an extent. So you're taking your you're taking your third line, you're breaking it up when it's your best line, the best line in the game. And then you make sure you blow four one goal leads and you lose the game on home ice to a team that couldn't play. Mm. So there you go. Welcome. Jeremy Colleton. So this is why the Blackhawks need to take a page out of the Follow the Flyers' lead. Not just score on the power play the way the Flyers did against the Blackhawks, and I just win. Are you suggesting a gritty takeover? No. No. This is even newer than that. What the Flyers did, this is like peak Philadelphia. Peak Philly fan. They opened in the Wells Fargo Center. You have a great memory of the Wells Fargo Center, don't oh, you? Oh, I absolutely do. Or was it the Wachovia Center at the time? Uh, well, Wells Fargo I think Center. it was Wells Fargo. 23 years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they opened a rage room. You could pay money. You can go into this room. Oh, that's brilliant. You can take a sledgehammer. Uh-huh. There, there are tables, chairs, TVs, mirrors, all kinds of stuff you can take a sledgehammer to. Safety goggles? There one, is, one, yes. one can hope? Yes. There is a rage room in the bottom of the Wells Fargo That's Center. That's brilliant for and angry hockey fans. Yes. 35 bucks a person or $60 for two. Whoa! Five-minute rage session. That's real money. Up to 14 fans per game get to take their best shots as it, as it is. Their online reservations... And some walk-up slots. See, I was going to say that you need some walk-ups. So the whole thing is you don't know what game is going to end up with you that frustrated. Right, right. There are, there are walk-up slots available. That's and too expensive, too. they have a rage too. room there. There's a lot of room in the United Center. <laughs> like, like the places they won't be putting those extra Stanley Cup, uh, the Stanley Cups themselves. You'll have an extra room. You probably should have room there. I just don't think this whole thing is going to end well. I'm sorry. You I just don't, don't. Huh? I think they need. I think they need a rage room. Here's something else they need to do. You heard about it. Maybe you even did. You ever go into the Blackhawks dressing room and nearly step on the Indian head? I've been careful not to do so. Anytime that I've been in there, it's only been a few times. I've been very careful not to do so. Have you found that to be maybe the dumbest thing in hockey, a sport that majors in dumb things? Oh, no. I can think of a lot dumber things. But but that's I, it's. I find it incredibly stupid. You do? I think there's an easy solution for it. It has been suggested for years, ever since the Blackhawks players were policing their carpet like they don't have enough to do, it has been suggested a decade ago at least, if you're that obsessed with it, put it on the ceiling. (laughs) That's what the Boston Bruins have done. The Boston Bruins have taken their spoke to be that was on the carpet on the floor. Really? They've put it on the ceiling. Tough to So everybody can walk around. It's just such a dumb, dumb tradition. So that's it. We did that hockey. That's what I. Oh, and today, 19. Tonight, I have to make. It's not today. It's tonight in 1952. Mm-hmm. The first hockey game aired across Canada. Hockey Night in Canada was born tonight in 1952. Montreal Canadiens and the Detroit Red Wings. What was Don Cherry wearing? Don Cherry was probably. 
Probably, probably coaching playing. or playing. Probably playing. He was probably beating up somebody in the Eastern League. He was probably <laughs> decapitating somebody and requiring bail. He was all three handsome brothers. Every year I get to the Blackhawks um, opener um, and I say to myself, they still have Taves and Kane. Yep. They should still have an opportunity. They'd, and I, I keep thinking of Crosby and Malkin and the way that team was reshaped on the fly and, and able, to create an, able to create another window. And I say to myself, you know what? Bowman did some amazing things between cup runs that I remember. It's possible he could do some smart things again, and they still have Taves and Kane. And then lately... I have been uh, in- incredibly disappointed by the time you get into the season. Am I going to be disappointed again? Or are they just? Uh... I would expect you would be. One of the one of the problems is is that you, Duncan Keith is not Duncan Keith anymore. Right. But he's an excellent, say, second defenseman. The guy, the defenseman whom Jeremy Colleton called out last week. Eric Gustafson yeah. happens to probably be your best at exiting the zone and exiting the zone with with the puck. He can possess the puck. He can get it. He can lug it out. He can bring it in. He's probably your best at it. They don't like the way he plays defense. You cannot like the way a guy plays defense. You got some problems moving the puck. You got some problems establishing zone time. You got problems, problems, problems. That's that's what they're dealing with. Whether Jeremy Colleton is right, or, your coach may not always be right, but he'll always be your coach. So that's something that is messing with your best. I probably your best offensive defenseman, or your best your best defenseman with the puck. Mm-hmm. So that's where you are. That's what's going on. I don't expect it to be. I I expect them to have. Most teams will go on the kind of run you saw the Hawks go on. They're capable of that because it starts with Taves and Kane. Whether they can be those penguins, it doesn't look like it to me. But I'm not sure I expected those penguins to be those penguins. I thought they were done too. But it it could happen and for and you've got the two the first two right reasons for it. Patrick Kane and and Jonathan Taves. That's a threat. I don't know that they'll stay together. They won't stay together tonight. They'll be broken up tonight. All the lines get swished around. Five-on-five five play has to be your expected goals has to be better than this. All right, so let, let's take a, a just a quick um, tally of where we are. Um, Cubs missed the playoffs. Uh, Joe Madden's gone looking for a manager. Uh, White Sox are in a crucial offseason. They better do some things well. There's a chance they could contend next year. That would be nice. Um, Bears, you have to go eight or nine deep in the NFC alone before you start getting to the Bears in conversation about whether they're one of the better teams or not. Um, the Bulls have an outside shot at the eighth seat. The Blackhawks are heading into another year where you and many others expect them to be disappointing and perhaps not take advantage of one more year of Taves and Kane mm-hmm. ready to go. Okay. Lovey Smith and Illinois are, last I looked, losing 28 to 7. And the first half had not been up at that moment. Okay, so as we waited for Lovey Smith to turn things around at Illinois one more year, is there any reason we can close the book on that? Now we know why they're selling beer at Memorial <laughs> Stadium. Finally, it's to survive Lovey Smith's Illinois team. Um, the Wolves. We're le- we're left with they the are. Wolves. The Wolves. Western. They were they were finalists yeah. last year. Western Conference champion Wolves. And then we wait for college basketball. No, yeah, that's so huge in Chicago. That's dominant. How about Northwestern? How about Northwestern football? 
I mean, I, I appreciate how they bring us the top and the bottom of so know, many I hours, but this is... I think you're going to need to sing for us <laughs> next hour. I think that's what I... Got nothing but troubles as you we You know what? Here. We're going to try to buy your affection in this lousy sports landscape. When we come back, we'll give another give away another couple pairs of tickets to Billy Joel next year at Notre Dame. We'll talk Tony Andraki. We'll talk Cubs. We'll talk starting rotation. We'll talk manager. Spiegel and Rosenblum, like it or not, boy, it just gets worse. We mentioned all that, and then there's us. Saturday 2nd, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 